Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hi, and welcome back to the May 30th, 2018 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club. Coming to you from St. Vincent's Hospital in Sydney. My name is Damien Marucci, and I'm here with Dr. Daniel Yang. We are now talking about a paper called Low-Dose Insulin as an Anti-Scarring Therapy in Breast Surgery, a Randomized Controlled Trial. This is by Hallam et al. out of uh, the United Kingdom, and it was published in April 2018. So, Daniel, what was this paper, what was this paper about in a nutshell? So basically, uh, Dr. Hallam's team are looking at insulin as a novel, not novel, but as an, a developing anti-scarring therapy, uh, specifically in the field of breast surgery. Uh, the paper starts by summarizing all the broad fields of anti-scarring therapy available to us today. Um, I think essentially what they're demonstrating is that there is still no holy grail. There's no one clear answer as to what um, constitutes the best method of preventing scars. Um, they describe the promising effects of insulin when applied topically um, to wound healing. Um, it promotes less fibrosis, there's um, increased protein synthesis, uh, recruitment of keratinocytes, it inhibits the pro-inflammatory mediators, so on and so forth. Um, and so they've attempted to demonstrate this in a clinical trial. It's a double-blinded intrapatient randomized controlled trial, so high quality de- design. Um, They've managed to recruit 91 patients from two different sites undergoing a cosmetic bilateral breast operation. Uh, The technique or the method they've um, utilised is the injection of 0.4 international units of insulin diluted to 1 mils and injected into a randomised either the right or the left breast and specifically into the medial 3 centimetres of the scar Uh, and the other side receives just a 1 mil of the uh, diluent solution only. Uh, This is randomized by independent operators. Um, The same surgeon uh, has closed all the wounds and uh, administered all the injections. Um, And the injection is done intradermally. The primary uh, meth uh, results that they were looking at, primary outcomes, was the appearance of the scar at the three, six, and 12 month follow-up marks. Um, and this was assessed using the Manchester SCAR scale, which of course includes a visual analog scale. Um, and then the secondary outcomes assessed were the side effects of intradermal insulin use and the treatment effects related to demographics and surgery type. Um, looking at their results, uh, there was no treatment effect related to demographics. Um, no adverse effects of insulin use was described in the study. Um, and in terms of statistically significant um, statistical analyses, there wasn't all that much, to be honest. Um, the visual analog scale uh, was generally lower for insulin-treated scars at the 3, 6 and 12 months, but only the 12-month score was actually significant. And the overall Manchester scar scale score was lower in the insulin-treated scars at only the 3-month mark. Um, was the significant one. Um, They then went on to look at subsets um, and there was a, uh, so basically breaking down the the components of the visual analog scale and analyzing according to those and they showed another statistically significant improvement in the visual analog scale for distortion and contour at the 12 month mark in the insulin group. 
Um, so I think in terms of strengths of his study, it was a single surgeon performing all the closures, all the injections, it was double blinded, it was randomised within the same patient, so the design of the actual study I think was quite robust. Um, SCAR assessment was also successfully blinded and standardised. Um, however, I think what was lacking in the study was there was no particular mention of the procedure type. They just said cosmetic breast procedure. Yeah. It could have been an augmentation, could have been a reduction. Um, the numbers were quite small, which um, would have decreased even further because of the uh, Wilkerson Science rank test they used and the one-sided sign test. Um, and there was uh, there wasn't really a clear mention of also who was performing the scar assessments. Which yeah, look, uh, look. Obviously, their main outcome comparing uh, insulin with no insulin across all comers uh, was a little bit disappointing. I'm sure for the for the research group, only finding a difference in the visual analog scale at 12 months, and then using the Manchester uh, scar scale at three months. Yeah. They did that subset analysis using patients who had heavier oh, scars, scars yes. yeah, thicker scars, sort of suggesting, well, this might be where it's really utilised. I think they really need to beef up their numbers um, in in order to prove or disprove uh, that particular result. Uh, obviously, they're looking at multiple variables and. You know, um, if you look at enough variables, eventually one of them randomly, you know, there's one in 20 chance that if you set your p-value of 0.05, one of them will be positive, even if yep. it probably shouldn't be. Um, so you just need to keep that in mind when you're looking at a study that's got so many variables involved. Yep. Um, I think further research is going to be needed before this becomes a widely adopted um, uh, sort of technique. Yep. I, did, I did really enjoy reading about the effect of insulin and catecholamines on wound healing and macrophage function and the like and fibrosis I thought yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought the theory was very interesting yeah. yeah yeah I thought the theory the myofibroblasts and the yeah. like I thought um, uh, the theory behind it was was certainly very interesting but um, uh, I don't know if this would change my practice thank you for listening for more of our podcasts head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.